You're listening to the premier podcast for men who want to not only be better with women, but want to be better men in general. This is the Come On Man podcast. And here's your host, Paul Bauer. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Come On Man. If you haven't done so already, please like, fave, subscribe, hit those notifications. If you are listening on your favorite audio platform of choice, please give us a five-star review. It helps more than you know. Uh, you guys all know this already. Oh, and uh, leave me a comment. If you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment. And it, it could be anything. It could literally just be like, uh, you know, puppy monkey baby. <laughs> anything. It helps, it helps with the algorithm. All right, my guest this week. Oh, before I, I, I talk about the guest this week, you guys might be wondering why I'm in the truck. Uh, just like last week, if you turned in last week, uh, I'm recording last week's episode and this week's uh, episode as far as the, the intro and the outro right now. <laughs> the, the swamp cooler in my house is broken, and so it is like epically hot in my house. It's too hot to actually sit there and record the intros and outros. So I'm out in my truck where it's nice and cool, nice and air conditioning, nice and air conditioned. So uh, it is what it is. Show must go on. All right. My guest this week really needs no introduction. He is John Sanmez, better known worldwide as Bulldog Mindset. He's one of the biggest names in this space. Uh, he was nice enough to to come on the podcast. I reached out to him on Instagram. And he's like, yeah, man, I'm down. Let's do it. <laughs> so um, I didn't know this about him, but he became a millionaire at 33. And that was the lowest point in his life. Like what? Like, what? Anyway, fascinating story. John's a fascinating man. You will love this episode. Stay tuned. I will bring you that conversation right after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I get dudes that hit me up by a DM on social media, asking for advice on dating, relationships, texting, divorce, you name it. I also get guys that want me to do live sessions more. Then there are guys that want to tell me their story and have a one-on-one -on -one conversation. Guys, I hear you. And now you have some options. Here's the thing though, I'm a busy guy. And on top of that, I hate giving men advice and have it go in one ear and out the other. The only way to solve for that is to make sure that you have some skin in the game. In order to help you guys out that really want it, I've decided to sign up for Patreon. If you visit patreon.com slash comeonmanpod, you can join one of three tiers. The first tier gives you access to my exclusive Discord community, where I'm trying to build a support system of like-minded guys, where we can all compare notes and give advice to each other. With that, you also get advice directly from me, and I'll answer your questions as I have time. In the second tier, you get to join a group Zoom call with me. Here, you and nine other dudes can chat live with me 
over Zoom. It's way better than a live stream. And will be way more personable because you actually get to talk with me, not just write questions in a chat like some peasant. Finally, for guys who really want help, you can have live one-on-one -on -one sessions with me. Both the second and third tiers have limited space. So sign up now because those seats will fill up quickly. Each tier gives you better bonuses as well like my personal behind the scenes dating and relationship updates, as well as ad-free interviews published before the general public gets to see them. Support the show and let me help you. Join my Patreon today at patreon.com slash comeonmanpod. That's patreon.com slash comeonmanpod. All right, joining me this week is John Sanmez, better known worldwide as Bulldog Mindset, whose mission in life is to become the best version of himself, and he is teaching other men to do the same thing. John, thank you for joining me today. Yeah, no, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a real pleasure. So I was, I was looking at the about section on your website, bulldogmindset.com. Are those legit pictures of you? That <laughs> <laughs> yes, that that is me. It's funny, my, my girlfriend always jokes about the many the many faces and shapes of, of John Sanmas have all these different looks, but yeah, I was the, the fat dorky guy in those pictures at one point. Yeah, so I, I was looking at, but like, there's no way if you <laughs> plug those in, those into uh, Google images that the photo recognition would say that it was you. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's crazy. What, you know, what can be achieved? I think that that's one of the things that I tell guys all the time and that's also why my mission is what it is, is because, hey, if I can do that, you know, you just don't know what the potential is. You know, sometimes I hear these guys on the Internet, kind of this black pill kind of, you know, idea and mindset. And I'm like, wow, you guys like, you know, I'm not trying to not even really trying to sell you anything. I'm just trying to help you understand that it is possible, you know, because I know. So, yeah, I don't I. I never understood those guys. Um, I, I don't know about your upbringing. I, I mean, I know your history from your about section, but growing up, I, I mean, I did martial arts when I was a kid. I was, I was really fortunate. Uh, mm -hmm. My, my sensei was a, um, an army ranger and he was very big on mindset. He was very big on being a leader on not being a follower on like, you can do anything, you know, if you put your mind to it and stuff like that. And, um, and I, when I joined the military, I, had dinner with him before I left. And, and he was like, look, boot camp is just a mind game. Yeah. As long as you just tell yourself that you can get through it, you can. And so I've always had that kind of attitude of, you know, like not quitting, you know, just I'm going to do this. And uh, these guys on the internet that just have, are like walking away from women relationships completely. I'm just like, what? what? Yeah. <laughs> Why though? I, I, I know it's crazy. Yeah, because they haven't even it's they quit before they even began, before they've even hit any real challenges. You know, they think that the the small challenges that they face in life are are big challenges. And it's it's because a lot of it is groupthink, is because they are reinforcing the beliefs for each other. <clears throat> they have access to the internet now <clears throat> where people make content where <clears throat> excuse me, they uh, where they reinforce these ridiculous ideas instead of instead of guys going out and finding out for themselves and trying to go after what they want, they're, they're already told, Oh yeah, it's not going to work. It, you're, you're helpless. And so they believe it. It's, they believe that they're helpless and it's just, it's just a horrible, it's a horrible way to live horrible existence. You know, I've, I've told guys many times, it's like, 
it doesn't even matter if you can have success, if you can have successful women or not. Like, I'm going to die trying. Like, I'm going to put every every ounce of my being into like trying to be successful. And here, hey, if I fail at the end, then at least I know I've put in the effort. But to give up before that point, I, I just don't understand it. But it's, it is it has become so prevalent with, with a lot of young men today. Is they, they just do not have any resilience and they don't have any grit. Yeah, and just a lot of men too have this sort of uh, victim mentality. And uh, I, I, you had a, you have a video that's uh, going viral right now on, on TikTok uh, where you're talking about, you know, the man is the, uh, you know, the leader of the re- relationship and, you know, he's the captain of the ship basically is, is what you're saying. And I've seen all these stitches where people are like, well, that's not true. You know, like the, everything that goes on in that relationship, that's not always the man's fault. You know, sometimes it's her fault. And I'm like, you guys, you guys are not paying attention to what he's saying though. You know, like you guys are trying to push the blame on someone else when certain things are in your control, Right. <laughs> you know, you sort of have to control the controllable, you know, I don't know. People frustrate me when it comes to stuff like that. <laughs> and, and that's why I use analogy with being like the captain of the ship mm-hmm. is because I agree with them in the sense that, yeah, it's not always the man's fault, but it's still your responsibility, right? So you have to assume as it is, and and to a degree, like if you're a leader, let's say that you are a captain of a ship and let's say some crew member on your ship or your first mate, whatever, does the wrong thing and like sinks the ship or whatever it is. It's your fault. Why? Because you're the one who had him on the crew and you didn't, and you were the one responsible for training him. Like you chose to have that person on your ship mm-hmm. and you're responsible for training him. So where else are you going to place the blame? And that's where so many men want to, they want to divert the blame and say, Oh, well, it's a woman's fault. And I get it. I get like the woman could do something that's wrong. I'm not dumb. You know, it's not like every single thing is like, Oh yeah, that's it's you, you, you messed up as a man. No, you, you did ultimately, when you look at the chain of command mess up because you either got in the relationship with the wrong woman, Mm -hmm. uh, allowed that relationship to continue longer than it should have, or you did not, you know, I don't want to say implement the proper training, but you train people how to treat you, right? That male or female, you did not actually go and 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 make sure that the correct protocol was followed, that the things were were done. So ultimately, it is, you know, it, it, that's the thing I don't understand why guys don't get this. And and I think the only resistance that you could possibly have to this, when I explain it that way, is that you don't actually assume leadership as a man. That you think this, you know, and, and these are the same guys that that seem to be very much against feminism, right? They're like, oh, you know, whatever, you know, but they want to be the man and they don't like feminism, which I'm I'm against feminism. I'm 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 cool with that. But then they don't want to take responsibility, right? Yeah. So they they have a problem when women say, Oh, men can do any or women can do anything that men can do. There's no difference between men and women. They don't like that. Mm-hmm. But then when I point out the difference and say, well, the difference is that you're the responsible, they don't like that either. So, I know. There's, yeah. it, it's no win. It's like a, it's no yeah. win theater because uh, <laughs> when you tell them like you're the you, you need to be the leader in the relationship and women tend to like that. They like right. men to be the leader. They're like, well, why do I have to be the leader? That Like, dude, what do you want? You know, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you want, yeah. Let, let's uh, go back to to old uh, nerdy John. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you you didn't start off at, as this like badass motivational speaker. You were a, a software developer. How did you get into software development? Yeah. So, <clears throat> I mean, when I was young, I liked playing video games. 
And so I always wanted to make my own video game. That was that that sort of put me down that path. And then I I was all into computers, you know, geeking out on computers and stuff like that. And I, I think that my first exposure was I was in a class and in school and they had like Apple IIe computers and basic programming language, you know, 10, you write type 10, print hello, or, you know, that, that thing. And I was like, this is the most interesting thing I've ever seen in my life. Like I can actually make this computer do things. I was just so fascinated by it. I, I remember making my own games. I had this little floppy disk that I would carry around that had my, my software that I had made the on five, there. The five and a quarter. Like exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The big <laughs> floppies. Right. And it was just, it was just to me the coolest thing ever. Right. So I thought, oh, I'd love to be a computer programmer. And, and to this day, I don't think any, any kind of experience in life really compares to, I mean, being a computer programmer is sort of like being a God, like you're creating a world, you're creating an entire rule system and, and everything. And it's, it's so creative. It's like being a writer in the sense that it's, it's, to me, it's, it's the, the, the single biggest act of creation that, that we can ha- experience. So, so it was really just a, a very fascinating thing for me. And that's what, what got me into it was, was the love of, of, you know, of, of the, the creativity of it. Got it. Okay. That makes sense. So then, so you ended up creating uh, an app, a whole business, some courses, and then you retired as a, a millionaire at 33. And this was your lowest point in your life. Like, <laughs> Like most people's, that's most people's dream, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing is, well, isn't there this quote? I forget exactly who said the quote is like, the worst thing that can happen to you is to not get your dreams or to get your dreams. Or, or, or like the, you know, it's, it's, it's basically, yeah. basically that something to that effect, right? Paraphrasing. But what, what happened, and, you know, this was a life, a life lesson that I try to teach people today is because it, it's one that you don't want to have to go through in order to, to realize because a lot of people, they could spend their whole life seeking after what I was able to get early on and then have wasted their whole life. And so I had this dream as a kid, as long as I can remember, I just wanted to buy my time back. I wanted to be free so I could play video games, right? Right, yeah. that theme, right? Just so I wanted to play video games all day, you know, drink some Mai Tais on the beach, do whatever I want to do with my time. I didn't want to have to work. And so you know, very early on, I started working towards that goal. I started buying real estate, investing in real estate. I bought my first house when I was 19. Uh, at that time, I didn't quite know what I was doing, but around 21 or so, I figured out a strategy and I was like, oh yeah, I'll buy a house every year. I'll retire young and then I'll be free. And so I really worked towards that goal. You know, I devoted so much effort towards achieving financial freedom. And so when I finally reached that at, at 33, I went to Hawaii. I was going to kind of live in Hawaii. So I went there for two months to check it out. And I, my plan was just to play video games and sit my ties on the beach. And I was more miserable than I'd ever been in my life. And, and the biggest reason why was because my whole life was built around this goal, this, this mission that I was trying to accomplish. And now it was gone. So I lacked purpose. And so what I realized from that was that it's not what you get, it's who you become that's important. And you have to have purpose. And without purpose, life becomes meaningless. Even if you could just playing video games and doing whatever you want, doesn't give you meaning. It doesn't give you purpose in life. And so 
I couldn't even do it. I couldn't even do it. I mean, I spent maybe one day or two days and then, you know, I, I spent a lot of time in contemplation, thinking about things. And I realized that the goals I was setting for myself and, and I realized that it happened in the past. I remember this one time I did this three month body transformation contest, right? And for three months I lived and eat and, and, and breathe eating the, the right diet and, and running and walking. And, and I, and I did this huge transformation and I won the competition and I was so miserable the next day. I went to Cheesecake Factory and binge eat and, and like lost all the progress, you know, a month worth of progress in two days. And I was so miserable. And it was because I was so focused on this thing and I had lost this thing that I was focused on. And so I started thinking about these things and I started to realize I started this new philosophy that, that I developed in life, which I realized that don't set goals based on what you get set goals on, on based on who you become in the process. So instead of setting what I had done wrong in life, and so many people do is they set this goal. They're like, all right, well, when I become a millionaire, when I become this, when I get this girl, whatever it is, then I'll be happy. Or that's the thing that I'm after. And that's not what you're after. The, the goal simply exists to plant a flag in the direction of personal growth, because that's what actually brings us fulfillment in life. You know, Tony Robbins is famous for saying, if you're not growing, you're dying. And it's very, very true. And I didn't realize that until I started dying because I stopped growing at that point. And, and it, it ended up making me miserable. But now when I set goals in life, I set a goal not because of what I'm going to get at the end of it, but because it gives me a direction to strive for. And when I reach that goal, then I know exactly what my mission, my purpose is. It's to set the next goal that's further in that direction that's going to pull me further in, in growing. And, and that's really you know, the thing that gives us true fulfillment in life because we think that happiness is what we want to go after. And we think that doing whatever we want with our time and all these things will bring us happiness or ha getting that perfect girl or whatever it is. And that's not true. Instead, fulfillment comes from actually growing. And we always have to be doing that. Just like a shark always has to swim. Otherwise, it drowns. Mm -hmm. it's, it's the same thing. If we're not constantly moving and growing forward, we drown. Got it. Yeah, that, that reminds me of something. I had a guy IM me on, uh, on Instagram yesterday, and he said that since his wife passed or uh, his wife uh, divorced him, that's what it was. She didn't pass away. Uh, since his wife divorced him in 2020, he's mm. basically, he feels like he has no direction in life and, and, you know, he doesn't know what he wants. He doesn't, you know, basically he doesn't have a purpose is what I sort of came up with. Uh, what do you recommend to people? Like, how do you find a purpose? Yeah. So I've got this, this theory on purpose, which is, is basically you you always have a purpose. You just don't know where what it is necessarily, right? We all have a purpose. And the way to find your purpose is to think about what is the thing that you would do no matter what station you are in life, no matter what circumstances, right? So, uh, so for example, for me, what I found that my purpose is, is it's to T learn a bunch of things, synthesize and simplify that information and to teach and share it with other people. I would do that no matter what. When I was a software developer, I did that about software, right? I taught people how to write code and to do those things. Uh, now I do that it, it, bulldog mindset, uh, teaching masculinity and, and things like that. If I was a janitor, I would mop the floor. I'd learn how to mop the floor the best way possible and I teach the other janitors how to do it because that's that is my purpose. And so what is the thing that no one could stop you from ever doing? You would always do this in your life. You know, so once you identify that, 
right? Then you can connect and align with it better, right? Because we all have a purpose. We just don't know what it is necessarily. But once we know what it is now, we can actually take actions that align with that purpose, right? So, uh, and and that's what really gives us the sense of connectedness of, of actually fulfilling our purpose because we're going to fulfill it no matter what. We we just do it better, and now we're connected with it, and align. And when we're aligned with it, now we get a sense of fulfillment from that. Got it. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So, so while you're drinking mai tais on the beach uh, at your lowest point, you eventually found books on like stoicism, law of attraction. What did Tony Robbins? You already mentioned Tony Robbins. Um, Date with De- destiny. Uh, then you read some more books on finding your purpose and sexual dynamics. So. Let me ask you, how, how was date with destiny? Cause I, <laughs> I sent my ex-wife to that. Uh, uh-huh. she begged me to go once and she came back like, you know, all hyped up. She, she wanted to be a life coach, which I thought was crazy because she was a mess, but like clearly it had a powerful impact on you, um, and, and what you're doing now. Yeah. It was a really interesting experience because, well, you know, Interestingly enough, my ex-wife actually was the one who signed me up for it uh, because I had been reading Tony Robbins' book, and you know, I was like, and I was like, oh, when, I was like, I don't really want to do this. Like, it was expensive. It was really expensive too. Plus, I had to stay over there, and I had to miss days from work on the business. But I was like, you know what? It's already paid for. I might as well just go down there. They do have a, a refund policy too. You know, if you don't like it, so. I went there and the first day I got there, you know, I showed up with my laptop because I'm ready to take some notes because I'm ready to do some personal development and like see some presentations and learn some stuff like most conferences I go to and people come out dancing. And I was like, what the heck? I had to put my laptop under my, my, my chair. And then like, they're like, get up and dance. And then like, we're dancing, we're hugging people. I'm like, all right, <laughs> I, I'm a software developer by chair. Like this woo woo stuff. No, <laughs> I don't think so. So I was getting ready to leave. And one of the coaches there was like, Hey, he's like, you know, before you leave and do the refund and all that stuff, it's not a problem. I mean, you can do that, but why don't you just, you're already here. You already like took the time off. Like, why don't you just try and play full out is what they call it. Just, mm-hmm. just, just go full out on this thing. Like, what if you have to lose on this? And if you still don't like it, whatever you could get a refund is fine. But, but what if you just embrace this and just tried? And, and, and I was like, you know what? That's, that's not incorrect. That's, you know, I had already, as I was reading a lot of the books and stuff, I was like, you know, I read, uh, what's it? Napoleon Hill's uh, as, or I forget the name of the book now. Think and Grow Rich. Yeah. Think and Grow Rich. <laughs> and then the first two times I tried to read, it, I threw it in the trash can, but the third time I read it, I, you know, it, it, I was like, okay, I, I can accept some of these. Cause I, and the reason why I kept reading it was because I kept on talking to millionaires and I kept on asking them to recommend a book and they kept on saying that book. And I was like, all right, the, the, the <laughs> definition of this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, I learned this, this thing. I, it, it occurred to me. I was like, you know what? If you're ignorant, you have no way of detecting it, right? It, it's sort of like Princess Bride, like that iocane poison that you can't smell, you can't taste it, right? It's like, yeah. so the, the very definition of being ignorant is that you're unaware. So you cannot detect your own ignorance. It's impossible, right? So the only thing you could do is say, if people are more successful than me, then they might know some, I might be ignorant. And so you should always assume that you're ignorant when you're dealing with people that are more successful. It's not always true. But that's the only, so I was like, so that's what got me to read that book. 
Mm-hmm. And it was kind of the same thing started playing in my head here. I'm like, okay, this seems like woo-woo kind of crazy stuff, but you know, there's a lot of successful people here, really successful people here. So I did it. I, I played full out, right? I danced around. I, you know, whatever, hugged people and yeah. just, and screamed and yelled and did all that kind of crazy woo-woo stuff. And I started to realize that, that this was like, that that environment there, maybe it was kind of cultish, maybe a little bit, but it, mm-hmm. it, I felt like he was bringing out the best of humanity in one room and with thousands of people. And I was like, wow, this is something that you don't really experience. You don't experience like people just being completely loving and opening to each other and, and really caring about, about each other and, and putting uh, aside all the false pretenses and, and stuff like that. And then Tony was on stage and he said this is something that totally changed my life. He said the, the, uh, the the amount of or now now I'm I'm losing here uh, the the quality of your life is in direct proportion to the amount of uncertainty you can comfortably live with mm-hmm. and that hit me like because I I was working on building my fortress of certainty in my life right yeah I, yeah like emotional uh, emotional protection I had a wall right I was in this numb zombie mode where I didn't allow people to hurt me but I didn't really love and uh, f- financially right I was like paying off all my real estate, making sure nothing could possibly ever happen financially, stop taking risks like I used to, to to get there. Physically, I was afraid to fly in airplanes. I was afraid to go on roller coasters because I didn't want to take any kind of physical risks, right? And I realized it was, I don't know if you've ever seen that that movie, Final Destination. Yep. But there, I think it's in Final Destination 2 or, or, or 3, maybe. The the main character, like, it's, you know, he's the next one slated to die and they're always trying to avoid their fate. So he goes to this cabin in the woods and he like secures it, gets rid of all the sharp objects. And there's a scene where he's sitting with these oven mitts that are taped to his hands and he's trying to open up this can. And then he sort of has this realization like, what the hell am I doing? I'm not even living. And that was me. I was the guy. <laughs> I had built myself into a fortress. Like, yeah, you might be able to survive by, by doing that. By, but, but you're not really living your life. Mm-hmm. And I was like, shit, I'm not really living my life. And so you know, when I had that revelation, it, it sort of changed everything. And, and, you know, the program itself was really good breaking down your values and, and building up your values, how you want them to be. But that was the biggest revelation for me. And so from that day forward, I said, you know what, I'm going to live my life and I'm going to do what I want and I'm going to accept the consequences, whatever they may be. And that was the foundation that, that changed my life when I came back. Got it. Okay. You mentioned, you mentioned certainty. I just remember when my uh, ex-wife came back from it, she just kept saying, you just really like your certainty. You just <laughs> really like your certainty. I was like, yeah, I kind of do. I, it, it was more like, not like what you were saying where I, you know, I had this fortress of certainty, but it was like, I, I do like to have a plan. You know, I sort of live and die by my outlook calendar, you know, mm-hmm. just simple yep. stuff like that. <laughs> nothing, nothing too crazy, but she was always, I would ask her, okay, what's the plan? Are we going to go here or whatever? Oh, you just want your certainty. Like, no, like we're, we need to have a plan. <laughs> yeah. We need to have a little bit of certainty here. Yeah. Um, so, so you mentioned Think and Grow Rich, uh, which I, I thought it was a great book. Um, now, Bob, Pro- I, and I, I read it because Bob Proctor, you know, famous Bob Proctor talks about it all the time. And he essentially read and reread that book for 60 years or so. Are there any books that you read multiple times like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a bunch of them. So one of them is How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Oh, great book. Yeah. I probably read that book maybe 15 times. I get something new from it every single time. It's it's just amazing. And uh, and that and that book totally changed my life. Totally, completely changed my life. Another one is uh, The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. 
I've heard of that one. I, I haven't read it though. It's a really, really good, good book. If you're struggling with procrastination, which is every human on this planet, <laughs> that book really, it personifies the personifies procrastination as this entity called resistance and in the way and he's very poetic in his writing you know he was a fiction writer so or he is a fiction writer but it, it just really is very impactful it's, it's a very artful book I, I you know it's short too and you know I've, I've gone through it multiple times probably maybe 15 or 20 times the, the audio version of it uh trying to think what else ones that i i've repeated Multiple. I mean, oh, yeah, the, the Ryan Holiday's book, uh, "The Obstacles the Way." I, I, you know, th- that was when I was first absorbing Stoic philosophy. Uh, definitely was it was a big one that I, I repeated a bunch of times. "Man's Search for Meaning" by Viktor Frankl. Uh, you know, th- that book is basically demolishes the victim mindset better than anything else. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and, and oh, uh, "As a Man Thinketh" by. Uh, James Allen, also very, very good short book written in, I think, 1930s, something around there, uh, mm-hmm. but is all about mindset. Gotcha. Uh, have you read uh, Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink? Yes, yes. Th- that's Excellent. a good one, too, about yes. ownership. That that one's nuts, too. Like, if, uh, if anyone out there <laughs> reads it, I mean, he's got some pretty graphic war stories in there. And then he takes you from the war experience where people are dying to the, to the boardroom <laughs> and you're like, yeah. how could people in the, in the boardroom even get played, you know, after an experience that he gets, goes through in uh, like Afghanistan and Iraq and stuff. So, um, so think and grow rich. It's a, it's a, it's a law of attraction book. Um, and you mentioned law of attraction on your website. Are, are you a believer in law of attraction then? Yeah, I believe that it, it works. I don't know what the mechanism is. The same thing with affirmations, right? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, in fact, I, I, the best description I heard of it was, uh, what's his name? The the guy that wrote the Dilbert cartoon. He wrote a, a book called How to Fill at Anything and Still Win Big. And in, and in that, he was talking about affirmations and he's very has a very scientific mind. And it's like, you know, th- the best way I could put it is this, is it's like, all right, Dumbo's feather, right? It did it make Dumbo fly? No. Did it make Dumbo fly? Yes. Right. right. Without the feather, he wouldn't fly. Did it? Do we know? Did it actually make him fly? No. But without the feather, he wouldn't fly. So it doesn't matter. One thing, philosophy, life philosophy that I I sort of developed from this is, it's more important to have effective beliefs than true beliefs. Okay. Right? Because we always try to say, is this true? Is this not true? It doesn't matter if it's effective. Then then believe that thing. Right now. Yeah. Is it possible that law of attraction is total BS and it doesn't actually do anything? There's no cosmic thing. It's sure it's possible. I get that. But you know what? When I think about things and I focus on those things and I believe that by thinking about those things, that those things are more likely to occur and bring them into my life, it works. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't care if it's just because it's a placebo effect. I don't care if it's because there is some kind of spiritual manifestation that I'm causing in, in some alter, alternate dimension, I don't care what it is. I just know that it works. So I hold on to the belief because it's effective, not because it's necessarily true. And, and that was the one of the big lessons that I had to learn in life because it allowed me to embrace all these things that I don't have to have an explanation for. I just have to say, hey, do I try this thing? Does it work? Good. Then I'll keep on doing it. Yeah. No, I actually I love that explanation because... Uh, I, I mean, I, I sort of uh, look at it like I, I believe the spiritual aspect of it, 
but I also look at the, the, the scientific explanation of it too. And I'm like, but yeah, like you said, it, it just works. Don't, don't question, just, <laughs> just go with it. It works. Yeah. Um, so best book on law of attraction besides Think and Grow Rich. Ooh, I mean, here's one that's not, that slips in the side door. Okay. Which is Psycho-Cybernetics by Dr. Maxwell Maltz. It's not really about law of attraction, but if you think about it, it kind of is, right? Because the whole premise of that book is that your self-image is the barometer for who you become. Like you cannot be anything but your self-images and you change your self-image. You will, if you believe that you are a person that, that is entitled to this amount of money, can make this amount of money, you will. If you believe you're lower than that, you, you that's what it'll become true. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that's kind of the the one I, that I would think of. Five feet from gold is also a really really good one that uh, that that I would say around the, that same kind of theme. Okay, all right. Um, so changing gears here, what made you decide to start teaching like this stuff, like life coaching stuff to people? I know you said that you're you sort of like teaching things to people anyway, but why specifically this, like the bulldog mindset type stuff? Yeah, I, there's a couple of reasons. The biggest reason is because, again, looking at my purpose in life, it's what I'm learning and what I'm growing. I need to share these things with other people. And so I progressed as a programmer and then went into business and financial and marketing yourself and branding. And then I went into masculinity. And so this is sort of the culmination like of, of all these things. This is my journey in life. I'm sharing where, where I'm at, my journey. In fact, my journey has taken me more towards on the dating side of, of talking about relationship stuff because I'm in a relationship with my girlfriend now. So that's brought me less away from more or away from the pickup stuff as much and more into, into that. But that that's probably the main reason. The second reason is because when I was doing the simple programmer stuff, which I still have the company, but I don't, I don't, I'm not as actively involved in it. I would get so many emails from guys with these five page sob stories about women. And, and I had started to figure that part of my life out because I was that guy at one time. And I was like, ah, this is like, it, this is what these guys really need, right? They need <laughs> to learn how to suck it up, become a man, stop having the victim mindset to be more masculine. Like these are the things that these programmer guys needed, right? So I sort of transitioned that audience over. They, a lot of them came with me and said, you yeah, know, this is, this is what you actually need. This is going to benefit your life a lot more than me teaching you how to write code in Java, right? It's, it's going to be, you know, this is, this is the thing. And so, and I, and I was interested in that, 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 you know, I, I think changing people's lives, seeing them transform, getting people to get rid of the victim mindset. It's, it's so fulfilling because I, I don't know, there's, there's nothing else that, that seems like a, a higher calling for me than, than doing that. So. Gotcha. You, you mentioned your girlfriend, how long have you guys been together? We've been together for about, uh, about a year and a in a couple months. Oh, okay. Congratulations. That's yeah, more than you. most these days. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, well, how so? How long have you been coaching people on the bulldog mindset stuff? It's been about, I'm gonna say, four years. Okay. Yeah, I sort of started doing it when I was still branding under Simple Programmer, so maybe about five or six years ago. But then, official bulldog mindset really kicked over about four years ago. Gotcha. All right. Do you coach men and women or just mostly men? Mostly men. I've done some, some coaching for, for women as well, but 
And there's some women that are in the Bulldog Mindset, like my membership program. And I always tell them, a lot of women say, hey, oh, you know, you, this, this, is, this stuff applies to men and women. Women need to be more confident. Women need to like learn these things. Like, why do you just focus on men? And it's like, because that, that's, my, that's my demographic. That's my, you, you don't just market to everyone you market to a specific avatar. And so, and, and it's also, I can re- relate to, but, uh, but I've learned some interesting things talking to women and, and coaching women is too, too, which has helped me a lot to, uh, to, to give guys advice. Cause when you see women's dating problems, it's, it's very different than men's dating problems. And it, it sort of filled in a lot of the gaps for me to realize that, okay, this is what women are really after. This is what they really want. They want a guy that that's, that's like this. They don't know how to, how to do this. Uh, it, and then, so, you know, it's, it's helped me to, to tell guys how to, you know, how to look at things from a different perspective. Cause so many guys, again, in our, in the space on masculine development, it's so negative. It's so much hatred towards women. That's mm-hmm. not the way that's not, it, it is, it is a very, very bad way of thinking and, you know, seeing both sides of it and perspective has, has really helped me to gain perspective. Yeah, that makes sense. So what, what would you say that women struggle with the most? The biggest thing. So women are most women, all right, whether they admit it or not, are looking to have a, a strong man that they could build a family with. They, they want a leader. They want someone to take care of them. They want to be able to be feminine, right? Women do not need to go and have sex, They're like to go out and find guys. They could do that anytime. It's not a problem, mm-hmm. right? So, so they don't value that. They value finding a guy that is actually worthwhile and getting commitment from him. Women don't want to date 500 guys. They want to date one guy. They, most women, if you ask them, if they're being honest with you, they'd say they want a committed relationship. That's what they're after. Most mm-hmm. guys would say, I want to have a lot a, a harem of women. I want to have options. That's what most guys w- would think that they, that they want. It's probably not the most fulfilling thing. But when, when you look at what women want, that's what they really want. They want they want this unicorn of a guy, just like men want a unicorn of a woman. But the unicorn of a guy for women is a guy that does not tolerate disrespect, it stands up for himself, has a backbone, is a leader, is a man, is masculine, but is also extremely kind and gentle and loving. Mm-hmm. Very hard to find because a lot of guys figure out, oh, you know, I know how to get women. I treat them like shit. I, I don't tolerate any kind of disrespect. And to a degree, that's right. It does. It does work. Right. Mm-hmm. That does work. But for short term anyway. Right. Exactly. But they're <laughs> missing the, the the important thing. They're, they're not they're not they don't know how to love. They don't know how to be romantic. They don't know how to become a, a seducer. Right. Because we've lost that. Right. Even in the pickup culture, in the hookup culture, in the whole red pill and all this stuff and the MGTOW and all this stuff, what we've lost is remember the old, the, the, the seducers, the, the womanizer seducer guys, Mm -hmm. that is actually the most effective thing because that, and that's what women really actually want. They want a guy that can actually seduce, not, not just a pickup artist, but a guy that actually makes them fall in love in one night, right? Something like that. That's, that's what women are looking for. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, Would you say then that like men, uh, once they get into a relationship, like their biggest struggle then is maintaining attraction and like being that seducer type then. Cause I like, feel like, I feel like um, a lot of us uh, were raised, you know, by 
Hollywood, you know, we, we put women on pedestals, we, mm-hmm. we give them flowers and stuff like that. And, and so when guys learn that that's not the way to go, they, they go in the complete opposite direction and just become a complete douchebag. Uh, but there, there is, you don't have to do that. You can be a gentleman. You can still, um, you know, be the leader, not, you know, have good boundaries and stuff like that, but then also know how to be attractive, how to seduce her so that she wants to be around you all the time. Right. Right. Yeah. And that, that is a struggle is because a lot of what I advocate for guys, they're like, Oh no, that's blue pill, nice guy stuff. And I'm like, no, no, no. It's only nice guy stuff. If you don't, if you allow yourself to be disrespected, if, if you have a woman and she treats you right and she respects you and she's good to you, you should be, you should treat her better than any person on the planet. You should buy her things and take care of her and stuff like that. It's only a problem when it's unrequited, when, when, when she is disrespecting you, when she's taking advantage of you. And, and if you do treat a woman really well, she will try to do that. I promise you. Because that is in her nature to test, to see, are you actually a real man? But if you do have a backbone and you don't tolerate disrespect, if you're willing to walk, if you're like, hey, look, if if you treat me right and you respect me, I'll be the best guy you've ever said. I will treat you better than anyone in your entire life. But if you don't do that, I will just be gone. I won't be angry. I'm not going to, you know, but I'll just be gone because I, I know what my worth is as a man. If it, that's the thing is like, I keep on trying to teach so many guys yeah. and, and it's so hard for them to get this. But if you get that damn, yeah. your life, and the golden rule to this is real simple. I tell guys like, you don't even need to know pickup. You don't need to know any, any, the only thing you need to know is one thing. Never allow someone to treat you in a way that you don't want to be treated. If you just obey that one rule in life, your life will be so much better. Women will be way more attracted to you. You'll do things because you want to, not because of out of obligation. That's the one rule. If you could just obey that one thing, it simplifies everything else, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, can you define what bulldog mindset is? Yeah, it's the opposite of the victim mindset. That's pretty much the, you know, it, it, it sort of came from this, this idea that when I was doing a simple programmer stuff, when I make videos, a lot of people from my audience, they would say, how do I get that bulldog mindset that you have? Right. Okay. And, and so that's where, where I came from was this idea that a bulldog bites onto something and, and holds onto it, just doesn't give up and, and just keeps on going for it. And that's the bulldog mindset is to say, Hey, it doesn't matter if it's my fault. It's my responsibility. And I'm, I'm going to, if I, something's going to happen in my life, I'm going to make it happen. I'm not going to rely on anyone else to do it for me. Got it. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Cause I, I was uh, telling my daughter, I was like, yeah, I'm going to interview bulldog mindset. She's like, how did that, how do you get that name? I was like, yeah. I didn't even think to put that on my question. So I will do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, that, so that came from your audience though, the, the bulldog mindset. And you're like, yeah, I might as well just go with that. That's, it makes sense though. Yeah. Multiple people said it. So I was like, okay, that's, if that's what you think I have as a bulldog mindset, then that is what it shall be. Yeah. Cause yeah. My daughter was like, what was that like his high school mascot? Like, were they the bulldog? Cause there's, <laughs> there's at least like four schools around my area oh, where yeah. that's their, their mascot. There's bulldogs everywhere out here. So <laughs> I was like, no, I don't, I don't think so. I think there's something else to it, but I'll ask him. So, um, <laughs> So uh, I'm relatively new to the space. Um, I've only had this podcast since 2020. Uh, my podcast, you know, is like, I'm not a coach. You know, I'm not trying to coach people. Uh, I really look at my podcast as 
you know, I'm a student. It's a podcast for fellow students of guys trying to learn to be better. Um, so what advice do you have for a newbie like myself, like a new content creator coming up? Yeah. I mean, I would say a couple of things. So one is pick a niche, right? Pick something very specific that you are going to become an expert in. You don't have to be an expert now, but that you're going to specialize in because that is going to help you gain traction faster than anything else. It's always difficult to try and compete with like an abroad, like if you're just if you're just talking about men's issues, that's pretty broad. But if you were very specific as like divorce, like let's say dating for divorced men, that's specific enough that like people are going to search for that. Like, oh yeah, that's exactly what I'm looking for. Right. I remember a good example of this is yeah, I'm a pretty big guy. I'm about 230 pounds. Uh, you know, I'm like six, three, I, I run marathons and I, I ran an ultra marathon, not too many people. Like I can't find information about that stuff. Cause it's like, it's 140 pound guys that are running this stuff. So I'm like, well, I, I don't even know. Like, it's just, am I doing good times for, for my weight? And, and, and no one, no one has the answer except that I found this one, uh, this one guy and he had this, uh, this YouTube channel and it was basically like bodybuilding uh, endurance athletes. And I was like, mm. dang, this is exactly what I want, right? This is like, I subscribed to it before I even watch a video. Cause I'm like, yeah, this is me. Okay. So the better that people can relate to you, that you're more specifically niche down, the better it is going to be. Uh, the, the second thing I would say is just be authentic and transparent in, in this world of fake people hate that they, they want someone to just be authentic and transparent. You make a mistake, you goof, so what? Just, just let it all out there. Let people know about about yourself and and don't try and you know, don't try and and be better than anyone else. You know, you have things to teach. That's that's great. Uh, speak with authority for sure. Like don't you know don't speak in, in a way that you seem unsure. But at the same time, just be transparent. Just be genuine. Be be who you are, and and people will will appreciate that. Okay. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, so three questions here about uh, your TikTok videos. Yeah. Do you outsource the editing of those? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, do you happen to know what software is used to make the captions? Because those are awesome. <laughs> I, I don't know the software, <laughs> but I could put you in touch with my editor, the, the team that, that does it. Uh, I, yeah, I'm just curious about that because I've seen that uh, that specific type of style. Yeah. I, like when you're speaking, um, you know, it's it's real clipped down, but but they have what you're saying, you know, popping up, and then they, you know, they have little emojis and stuff. And I'm I'm like, man, that'd be awesome if I could just run my stuff through something and it just pops that stuff out, and maybe I just make some tweaks. But so I was just curious about that. Um, in some of your videos, you talk about you know being an alpha or whatever. If I ever do videos like that, I inevitably get some dork in the comments citing that wolf study that somehow oh, yeah. disproves alpha beta dynamics. Uh, <laughs> what do you say to people like that? It, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It, it's yeah. a concept. I don't even like the word alpha, Yeah, but we all know what we're, we're talking about when we're talking about the concept and it does exist. Women do want alpha men. There, there's no question about it. We can look at men and say, is we can categorize men roughly into alpha or beta. So it doesn't matter if there's a scientific basis behind it, right? We could look at chimp studies versus uh, bonobos and see that 
in in one of them it's a female hierarchical system and you know in and the other it's it's not it, there is clearly an alpha and that his testosterone increases when he becomes the alpha of the pack and all those things but it doesn't matter because we're not that species we're, we we can never do the tests on our own species but you can see with your eyes mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can observe right? right you can look at a guy right i mean you literally we're so so perceptive that you can literally look at a guy two seconds and you could you could detect if he's gay you could detect if he if you if he's a guy that you would be able to shove and he would do nothing or if you would not want to shove that guy because you would get your block knocked off we can we can make that assessment in two seconds with pretty high degree of accuracy so whether the wolves have alpha packs or not i don't care (laughs) right and and at the same time you can see a guy and you can be like yeah you know, and you can make a pretty good assessment. This guy gets laid, this guy gets chicks and this guy doesn't. Right. Right. You can, you can see it from the posture. You can see it from the facial expression. Like we have so many signals. So does it matter about all that? No, what it matters is, and we don't even have to use the term alpha. I don't even really like the term. It's like, are you a masculine man at, you know, that's the question. Right. And that, that's really what we're driving at. Yeah. I've, I've, Trying to figure out the best way. Masculine is a good one to say that uh, this this video I posted today, uh, I said, you know what? Why don't we just say the guys that women like right. and the guys that women don't like? How, how about that? How about that? Right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> well, that's all the questions I have, John. I really appreciate you joining me tonight. Yeah. Um, oh, where, where can people find you online? Yeah. Best thing is just to go to bulldogmindset.com. There'll be a little pop-up that comes up that'll ask you if you want to take a bulldog quiz, 10 questions. They'll tell you what your basically what your mental toughness score is. There's some questions on books in there, how much you work out, all kinds of stuff that will give you kind of an assessment and a score. And then I'll send you some emails, uh, you know, disclaimer, I will collect your email address, but I will send you some emails that will give you information on how to raise the score videos and stuff. This way you get in contact with me. I can, I can send you stuff that I'm working on, but yeah, just go to bulldogmindset.com. All right. Sounds good. John, thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. John, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. I really appreciate it. I, I, I learned so much from your videos and, and your content. Uh, you know, it, it means the world to me that you came on the podcast and, and talked with me for a little bit. So thank you very much. Uh, you're welcome back anytime. Uh, gentlemen, I hope you got something out of it. Hope you took some notes. Uh, I certainly did. all right guys that's all i have for this week hopefully next week i'm recording in my studio again and my swamp cooler is working but if not i have a plan b all right guys we'll catch you on monday this has been the come on man podcast new full episodes served hot every monday morning on your favorite podcast platform of choice So subscribe now. Follow Paul on social media. The links are in the description. Now, go out and get it.